Welcome into an impromptu episode of The Front Office. I'm Tony Lombardi, and joining me, as he always does from Russell Street Report, Brian McFarland. Brian, how are you? Good, Tony. Good. Looking forward to a nice long weekend. Yeah, same here. Happy holiday weekend to you as well. You. So um, you uncovered a few pieces of information today that impact the Ravens' cap situation. We had heard that the team reached an injury settlement with Derek Wolf. But up until today, what that settlement was had not been revealed. Can you share the terms of that settlement and the impact on the Ravens cap? Sure. So Wolf was due uh, a $2 million guaranteed salary this year. Um, obviously, his surgery, um, and that was fully guaranteed. It had been injury guaranteed back in March, but it became fully guaranteed then. Um, so his surgery after his prior surgery in January and then his, I guess we'll call them hunting adventures and carrying 100-pound bears on his back, um, left the door open for the Ravens to be able to um, try to put him on NFI and not pay him. Um, there are a lot of rumors about their um, unhappiness with him, I guess we'll say, to be nice. Um, so um, clearly that looks like that was something they were going to do. So instead of him filing a grievance, for the, instead of avoiding it and filing a grievance, um, it looks like they decide to settle it. Um, so the settlement amount was $1.2 million. So they essentially saved um, the $800,000 uh, by, um, you know, kind of forcing him into settling uh, for less or possibly losing it all if they'd won their grievance. And certainly everything he was putting on social media made him look very healthy. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he has another hip surgery. So um, obviously we don't know on any of the details of that. So it's a good outcome for the Ravens. They get a little bit of that money back and it, seemingly they get rid of a headache that's uh, been festering for a little bit. You're right about the post on social media. I, I think that when someone can throw a bear over his shoulders and carry it around through the woods, that's usually a sign you're pretty healthy. I, I would think so. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> was not in hindsight for him. I'm sure it was not a good idea. <laughs> Right. So it's a shame, too, because I, I thought by the end of the season he played and particularly in that playoff game against the Titans, that he was really coming on strong as a, a tandem with Calais Campbell. So it's a shame he is where he is mentally. But, hey, you got to move on. Speaking of moving on, the Ravens did exactly that in 2020 when they parted ways with Earl Thomas and the financial impact of that divorce of sorts has never really been revealed. So let's talk about the Earl Thomas situation a little bit, Brian. Run us through, if you could, what happened when he was released back in 2020. Sure. So when he was released in 2020, he had a $15 million cap number. Um, that was made up of a $10 million guaranteed base salary and then a $5 million bonus proration, which was the second of the four bonus prorations from his um, $20 million signing bonus. Um, so when he was when he was released, the Ravens made it clear they were avoiding his uh, $10 million guaranteed salary for basically conduct detrimental to the team. Um, and that since it was after June one at that point, because it happened in late August, uh, only the five million dollar uh, bonus proration stayed on their cap. So they did realize $10 million in savings at that point. Um, what was expected and what did happen is then he filed a grievance um, for that $10 million base salary that they avoided. 
the strange thing that happened is normally when grievances happen and every grievance I've seen before and honestly every, every grievance since, there is a 40% placeholder of that uh, grievance amount that then hits the cap. And that's all part of the CBA. It's right there in the CBA language. Um, so that should have, there should have been a $4 million placeholder placed against the Ravens cap um, based on that grievance. For whatever reason, it never, um, and you know, it didn't happen in 2020 when it should have happened. It didn't happen last year in 2021. And it certainly wasn't, has not been on the 2022 cap either. So I'm not sure why that happened. Um, I don't know if the, the uniqueness, if that's the right word of Thomas's grievance, given everything that's happened to him since, um, I can't imagine other teams were happy with that because that would have been $4 million the Ravens couldn't have spent in 2020, but it must've been an agreement between the NFL and the NFLPA, uh, cause otherwise there's no reason it shouldn't have happened. Um, so, so that never happened. So at that time, the Ravens received uh, in 2020, they had $10 million more to spend. So they, they, they got their cap savings then. So th there's a settlement now of $1.5 million. Does this have any negative effect on the Ravens 2022 cap picture? Yeah. So that settlement amount, because it is, it is 1.5 million that they paid to Thomas, that, that amount hits the cap, reduces the Ravens cap by a million and a half. Um, so in essence, the, the net of it is that by voiding uh, Thomas's contract, they uh, overall saved $8.5 million in dollars and, and also cap space. And that $8.5 million in cap space was used in 2020, correct? Yeah, I mean, yeah, essentially they, they used that up in 2020. So, yes, overall they received, you know, I mean, they, they're not getting anything now because they, they got it back then. And again, if the $4 million placeholder had hit the way it should have, they would have realized six million in savings then, and then now they would get three, um, two point five million in cap savings because that the, the they would get a credit for the difference between the four million that they counted back then that didn't count, um, and the million and a half that that hits now. But since the four million never hit, it, the only the only ramification since his release and since they got the ten million in savings. Uh, there was no cap. There were no cap ramifications last year. So the only cap ramifications are the, the one point five million dollar hit this year for the money they just paid out as part of the settlement. OK, so now does this finish the Ravens with Earl Thomas? Is it done? Yeah, they are done um, unless there's some terms of the settlement that they're going to pay him some more next year. I've never heard of that. Um, and that would still usually count against the cap this year because if it was deferred money so this should be the end uh almost two years uh you know be two years in august so yeah i mean we're we're you know 22 months since it happened so but it's finally done so with this 1.5 million dollar adjustment to the cap where are the ravens right now in 2022 sure so they they so that the 1.5 comes off for thomas or, or comes off the cap for thomas um, they did realize an $800,000 savings uh, in the Wolf transaction because there was two, his $2 million guaranteed salary had still been sitting on their cap. So, the, so that gets replaced. Instead of $2 million, it's $1.2. So there's $800 there. So between the two of them, it only impacted their cap about $700,000. Uh, 
Um, they now have about 3.2 million in cap space. They still have three rookies to sign. Won't uh, eat up much of that, too much of that. So that probably will put them down to about um, maybe 2.5, 2.6 million once those guys uh, finally get signed. Um, they're going to have to do some things, and we've talked about this before. They've got, you know, they need money for the season, um, for the practice squad, for injuries, things like that. Um, they haven't done anything, and fans always ask, why haven't they done anything yet? Well, you don't want to restructure a guy, and, and you know, maybe this is hope, wishful thinking, but if they if they do get reach an extension with Lamar, they're going to create, create cap space. So if you can do it that way, why, why restructure somebody that moves cap dollars into the future? So they don't, they don't need to restructure anybody until they do. That may not be August at this point, um, but once they need to fill out the practice squad and they have injuries, guys going on IR, uh, things like that, PUP, um, you know, so they are going to need to create some cap space, um, and, you know, and if they want to bring in a veteran or two, um, most of those deals are going to be pretty minor, but if some, you know, bigger name veteran comes available or they trade for a bigger name veteran at some point, they're going to need to create the cap space. But for now, they're, you know, they're good to go. Okay. Well, Brian, thank you for your time and for this impromptu edition of the front office. I know that there is a lot of questions floating out there on social media that I thought this might be a good opportunity to address these things. So we'll get this out there as soon as possible. Thanks again. Have a great holiday weekend. You too. You too, Tony.